Zombie Bar Podcast. Enjoy the show. Recording. Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast. The average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. I am your host, John, and I am here with my co-host, Justin. Hello. And Kyle. Hello. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode 30. Yay, 30 episodes. And today is November 6, 2022. Um... Well, we don't have the Shutter Show to talk about anymore, but we do have a new fun housekeeping segment we're going to call Has Kyle Seen It? <laughs> All right, Justin, kick us you off. You go first. You go first. I go first. Okay. Go now, I started watching this movie the other day at work, and I thought this would be perfect, but Candy Shack 2. Has Kyle seen it? No. Just, oh, sorry. Supposed to let us wow. guess. He ruined that. Yeah. He he really ruined that. I was gonna yeah. say no anyway. Uh, yeah. That's what I assume. That's why I picked it. So yeah. okay, Kyle has not seen Caddyshack two. Justin, what movie do you got for Kyle this week? I know this is a little bit of a spoiler on something coming up later, but. uh it's in relation to things going to be talked about anyway. So has Kyle seen UHF? Uh, no. What oh. the? Oh. 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 Man. You haven't seen it. You have to see it. You've seen oh. Definitely got to watch it, but Justin will explain why later. Yes. All well, right. Aside from the fact that it's a great movie. Yes, it is. That deserves way more respect than it gets, but. All right. Upcoming movies to be released on Veterans Day, November 11, 2022. What do you got, Kyle? Um, we have Spirited, um, which is the Will Ferrell Ryan Reynolds Christmas musical. Then there's Black Panther Wakanda Forever, which is the sequel to Black Panther, so another Marvel movie that's probably going to make a billion dollars. And then Office Games, which I don't have any info on. I forgot to put the information down for them. This has been a crazy week. Uh, I'm finding it. When an obsessive gamer living in his parents' basement is forced to get a job, he embarks on the most epic quest of his life to slay the corporate villains and save his princess. Um, I will not be watching the Office Games. Well, in about two years from now, if we're still doing this, we can play as Kyle seen Office Games, and he'll go no. Oh, that sounds kind of like a funny, funny premise. Who's in it? Does it say who's in it, Kyle? Uh, nobody I've heard of, and the poster uh, looks really bad. Oh, okay. Well, just because he hasn't heard of them. I mean, he hasn't seen UHF or Caddyshack 2 or the Blues Brothers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You're still throwing the Blues Brothers out at you, Kyle. Have you watched it yet? <laughs> no. Oh. Let's see who's in it. Um, yeah, there's, a, there's nobody. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> <clears throat> well, for upcoming Blu-rays to be released on November 8th, we have Casablanca coming to 4K, Saturday Night Fever coming to 4K, Escape from Alcatraz coming to 4K, uh, Earth Girls Are Easy, 8 Mile is coming to Blu-ray, uh, make sure... Yeah, that's pretty much the biggest movies of the week coming out. Uh, um, let's see. Christmas Cruelty is coming to Blu-ray. Devil's Workshop is coming to Blu-ray. Devil's Workshop? What is that? Is that the one with the kid? Yep, that's the one where the, the actor goes to see somebody for a devil role. And, uh, 
Yeah, that's pretty much it for this week's Blu-rays. You know, on the Blu-ray topic, I went to Target, two different Targets this weekend, and both of them have been re- reduced to a standalone like display. It's horrible. Welcome to the age of streaming. Well, for somebody that enjoys physical media, I I prefer to get the Blu-ray, watch the extra fi- the special features. I know, but still, just saying, it's the way it is now. And I am in the process of doing a uh, inventory of my Blu-rays. I wish you were here, Justin. Don't you miss those days? No, I didn't think so. All right, what's new to streaming this week, Justin? All right, this week we've got eleven eighteen. We have Disenchanted on Disney Plus. On eleven eleven, we have The English on Prime Video. Eleven eighteen, you have Spirited on Apple TV. You have The Independent on eleven two, I guess, on Peacock. And of course, on eleven four. And because it is such a grand movie, we've decided to add a new little feature. Fresh from the stream, we have Weird, the Al Yankovic story, and we have all seen it. And boy, what a wonderful movie it was. <laughs> all right, give us a rundown, Justin. All right, so it's now streaming on the Roku channel. The unexaggerated true story about the greatest musician of our time. From a conventional upbringing where playing the accordion was a sin, Weird Al Yankovic rebels and makes his dream of changing the world to world-renowned songs come true. An instant success and sex symbol, Al lives an excessive lifestyle and pursues an infamous romance that nearly destroys him. It's directed by Eric Apple, which it is his feature debut. Uh, screenplay from Weird Al and Eric Apple. It was starring Daniel Radcliffe, Evan Rachel Wood, Rain Wilson, and a host, a cornucopia of cameos from throughout the entertainment world. Yes. Man, what a good movie this was. It was. <laughs> Kyle, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I thought it was great. It was just, it's somehow, the best parody of biopics, but also the best biopic that I've seen in a long time. See, I, I, on going into it, I honestly thought that it was like his real biopic. <laughs> and I'm watching, I'm like, when the fuck did he fuck with Pablo Escobar? <laughs> <laughs> and did fucking Eat It really come out before he Eat It? I, I like how it gets like progressively more and more absurd too like at first it starts you're like okay like i guess this this could could have happened i mean by the end obviously (laughs) no but uh it was so good well i mean he's he's always been pretty straightforward about you know you know his upbringing and all that stuff and how you know his parents were fine with it you know they bought him the damn thing and wanted him to learn it so it was you know hearing a lot of stuff is just you know knowing that stuff is just made it all the more funny yeah yeah, and I, I mean, like, this, like, I want to know what was any of it really real? Like, was this father Amish? No. Okay. No, but, but I mean, there, there's, there's, there was truth sprinkled in. Yeah. You know, like the Yankovic bump, that yeah. is a legit music industry term that people use because it was true. Anything he parodied, that that artist saw a huge bump in their sales when his parody came out. Um, I mean, multiple artists called him to thank him, you know, when he did Smells Like Teen Spirit, Nirvana's uh, management called him and, you know, thanked him for the extra million sales. So it's... yeah. Well, you know, there, there was truth sprinkled in, but yeah, a lot of it was obviously far-fetched, and he clearly didn't die in 1985. <laughs> I mean, whoa, 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 he didn't die? <laughs> oh, what the, no, I'm just kidding, I, no, he didn't die. Did you guys see the uh, post credit scene? Yep. Which, what was it? Yep. Um, yep, it was great, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's... Harry. It's yeah, it's uh Madonna Sicconi, as they called her at the end, is going up to his grave, and then his uh 
she like puts flowers on Al Yankovic's grave, and then a zombie hand comes through and like grabs her arm, and she screams, and it cuts. Oh, I missed that. I'll have to go back and watch that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no. But you know, well, uh, overall, this day and age, how do you not stay past the credits? It's and that movie too. Man. Yeah, I mean, you knew on. there was gonna be something. I was ready for Bad Friday. I watched it, and then I was falling asleep towards the end. But, but I, I did enjoy it. It was it was funny. It's hilarious. I love that movie. It's great. I'm gonna watch it again tomorrow. You know. <laughs> so, so that that's our fresh from the stream. Go check it out. It's on the Roku channel, which is free. If you get a, a Samsung, few... Roku, uh, or a Fire Stick. Yeah, or that's a Roku stick. Yeah, that's what or, I'm saying. A Roku, yeah. a Fire Stick, or Samsung. They're, those are yeah. the three things it's free on. You can download the app, too, on your phone. Uh, I looked for it. It wasn't there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't, like, watch it on my TV. I had to just watch it on my laptop. Yeah, yeah. you have to have a specific device. Oh, you could have borrowed Dad's Roku stick upstairs that I gave him that he probably hasn't even hooked up yet. But, uh, hey, in other news, the kitchen's done finally, Kyle. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right, what have, what have you guys watched this week? Well, I watched uh, Weird, obviously. Yep. Um, I did not get a chance to watch our topic movies this week. I've already seen them, though. I was going to do that tomorrow, but here we are. Um, <laughs> I did watch The Lion King tonight, and that was fun. Oh, the uh, cartoon or the live action? No, yeah, the animated. Oh. I don't need none of that live action bullshit. <laughs> I enjoyed the live action one. Not as good as the original, but I enjoyed the live action one. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Oh. So that's it, The Lion King and Wid? All right, Kyle. It hasn't been Monday yet. Um, You have two weeks worth of watching that you've done. Yeah, so I have a lot. VHS 2, This is Guar, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, London After Midnight, Dracula, Fright Night, The Brides of Dracula, The Descent, From Dust Till Dawn, Scream, Blackula Scream, 30 Days a Night, Evil Dead 2013, Weird, and then Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. And I've seen the first one a bunch of times, so I didn't rewatch it, but it's because I've seen it enough. So you went to a movie marathon last week. That's why you weren't with us. Uh, was yeah. It, was that at the drive-in? No, it was at Coolidge. Um, oh. That was all the vampire movies I watched was all, the, all there. I think next year we should coordinate and all three of us go to the Menden drive-in for the Overnight horror fest. I think the Coolidge one's better. Well, did you get added to a trophy? Not, no. Okay then. All right, moving on. So this <laughs> week I watched. Uh, I finally watched Terrifier two. And I must say, Bravo. Um, it's finally on Screenbox. So I sat down and watched it, I believe, on Halloween Day. I watched Home of the Brave, which I'll talk about later. I struggled through the Hitman's Bodyguard and really struggled through the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. And I also watched Weird, the Weird Al story. And I also watched the uh, French Prince of Bel- That was my movies this week. So. You really broke up bad on that. What? You really broke up bad on that. Where at? The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the whole thing was just a mess. Yeah, I watched the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunion special. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't HBO hear Max. most of it. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. You're like, you Let stopped, you froze. Oh. How easy your internet? Glitch in the system. Yeah. It's probably the laptop that's, like, being held together by duct tape. But anyways. All right. Time for our picks of the week. Kyle, start us off. Um, my pick is This is Guar, and it's a documentary <clears throat> about Guar, of course. Um, it's by filmmaker Scott Barber. 
and it follows heavy metal band Guar through its early days coming up through the late 80s to near commercial success. And obviously it includes the dark times and triumph over adversity. It initially came out in 2021, but uh, I think it was released on Shudder uh, like two weeks ago. Um, I kind of threw it on on a whim. I was, I don't know, I was just laying on the couch. I didn't know what to put on. I just threw this on. I didn't expect to watch it fully, but uh, it kind of sucked me in. Um, I know some stuff about Guar, mostly through you know Adam Green and Dave Brocky being on a uh, Holliston and uh, just their friendship. I feel like I knew more about that and how Dave Brockley unfortunately passed away um, a couple of years ago. Um, Adam Green is in it like I think he has like one quote which I thought was weird. I was using it a bit more. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, overall, Guar is just so cool. So, And, unfortunately, I <laughs> I watched it, and I was like, oh, I wonder if they're performing near Boston anytime soon. And they're performing two days after or the day after or something. But I already had tickets to another concert. But, unfortunately, I could not go see them. Yeah, so there's a whole bunch of drama behind that. Why Adam Green isn't really in it. Yeah. But really What's can't the be drama? Disgusted. It there's certain things that were said in it that he didn't really agree with. Yeah. So But did you know the original name of Guar before it became Guar? Um, no. Guar I just wanted to do that. Oh. All right, Justin. Well that was you- dumb. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In honor of the, the the wonderful man that is Weird Al Yankovic, I have picked his other full-length feature film, UHF. After losing yet another job, George, played by Weird Al, wonders if there is any career that can handle his outrageous personality. When George's uncle, Stanley Brock, Hands him the deed to a local TV station. George creates a series of television shows based on social satire and hyperactive humor with the help of his best friend, Bob, David Bowe. However, a rival station's bitter CEO, played by Kevin McCarthy, tries to destroy George's wacky programming, forcing him to fight back. Release date of July 21st, 1989, directed by Jay Levy. And starring Weird Al, Stanley Brock, Kevin McCarthy, Michael Richards, and Victoria Jackson. Great movie. I remember when it came out. Uh-huh. Uh, my brother was all excited to see it, which made me excited to see it. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was a great movie. I mean, classic. I remember so much of it. <laughs> well, it's good to know that I mean, you, you followed in your brother's movie. footsteps. Yeah, well... Apparently, I didn't do well enough with my brother, so. Yeah, you know, that's, that's how it goes. But, See, I, I've seen the classics. Yeah, I, I do like this movie existed. What? Oh, my God. It, it is even, so great. Yeah. I thought, oh, my God. You, you said it in the chat. I was like, oh, is that like an acronym for something? Like, what, what does that stand for? I didn't even register that that was the name of the movie. Well, see, be- before your time, Kyle, we had. Two dials on the on the TV, <laughs> channels two through nine, and then ten through thirty eight, fifty six, whatever the hell it was. So those were the uh, UHF and uh, what was the other one called, Justin? Uh, VHF, very high, yeah, ultra high frequency. Yeah. You ever seen the Weird Al show? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I listen to the theme song sometimes, and it cracks me up just thinking about it. <laughs> yep. Well, my pick of the week uh, is Home of the Brave. I actually forgot about this movie, and then I was scrolling through Voodoo. It was on sale for Veterans Day, which is coming up this Friday. Um, following a lengthy tour of duty in Iraq, three soldiers find that readjusting to life at home is not as easy as they originally thought. One... A doctor has an especially hard time as he watches his life unravel the site despite his attempts to restore his practice in marriage. Another one is suffering with a loss of a limb, and another one is just trying to get his life back in order. Um, it was re- initially released on December 15, 2006, and was directed by Erwin Winkler. 
starring Jessica Bale, Samuel L. Jackson, Chad Michael Murray, and 50 Cent. So, uh, good movie, kind of shows veterans in a different light when they come home and how difficult it is readjusting to life. And it has Sam Jackson. You you really can't go wrong with him. No, no, you can't. You really can't go wrong with Samuel L. Jackson. I think most every movie that Samuel L. Jackson in is pretty good. Yeah, except (laughs) for the two that we discussed today. No, no. I think you're wrong. (laughs) All right, it is time for the news. So, Kyle, I think Christy will be excited for this one. Elf will be giving a 24-hour marathon on Saturday, November 26th, when it airs all day long on TBS. Meanwhile, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation will have its own 24-hour marathon the next day, Sunday, November 27th, on TNT. Both films will also be aired at various points during the month leading up to the marathons. How they did that last year, too? I All I know is TBS does a Christmas story, 24 hours, Christmas Day. There's an elf Easter egg in Spirited that is pretty great, and I think I agree with it. So, really, that's all I'll say. Is this gonna be something that pisses your sister off? Uh, maybe. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I can't say anything else. So, okay, I guess we'll have to wait to see till next week. Mm -hmm. Oh, the 18th when it comes out on. Apple TV. Sure. All right. Moving on. Variety has made the hugely surprising announcement today that Peacock has ordered up Crystal Lake, Friday the 13th prequel series from Brian Fuller from Hannibal. The craziest part of this news? A24 will serve as the studio behind the series. Peacock has given the project a straight-to-series order, with Crystal Lake being described as an expanded prequel to the original Friday the 13th franchise. Variety details the show will be written by Brian Fuller, who is also the showrunner and an executive producer. Victor Miller, who penned the original film in the franchise, will also executive produce along with Mark Toberoff, Rob Barat, Barsamian, and A24. So after following the news of a possible Halloween TV series, now we got Peacock going after the Friday the 13th series. Which means Freddy's not too far off. That's the one I want to see. <laughs> Bring back Freddy's Nightmares. As, as far as prequels for all of those guys, I think I'd rather see Freddy over everybody else. Yes. I think he has the most expandable yes. prequel but, ability. So I read in a different article about um, will Jason be in this movie, but and apparently one of the um, producers is co-owner with um, shit, Sean. Sean Cunningham and that might be the way that they're able to work the Jason character in. So, yeah, um, but if it's a prequel to the original, then Jason shouldn't be in it. Well, it would be Jason when he was a kid. Hmm. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how this plays out, but I think with Chucky getting his own TV show, Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon now. Of course. That's how that works. So the combined HBO Max and Discovery Plus service is coming sooner than expected. Warner Brothers Discovery President and CEO David Zasloff revealed that the new service will launch in the U.S. in spring 2023. It was previously set to launch in summer 2023. Well, that's one less description I'm going to buy. Mm. I mean, I love HBO Max, but I have Discovery because that's sometimes Dad likes to watch his fucking deadliest catch. So, of course, I had to pay for it. But... And Hunter loves some of the children's shows on there. I think Nickelodeon's on there or whatever. So, be interesting to see how that plays out rolling forward. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to see more consolidation of streaming services. There's too many right now. Yeah. And so they're just people are being spread too thin, so they're going to start coming together. And they keep going up on prices too, so. Yeah. But Yeah, Netflix just released their ad tier, though. Oh, did they? Yes. How much is that? I think it's $7 a month. Oh. 
but I was looking at it. Um, me and my friends split the like highest 4K ones. That's ten bucks a month. Yeah. Just so we can have the uh, 4K, but uh, it's 720p, so it's not like full HD. But it's also it said some titles won't be available, so it's not just ads. There's other caveats caveats to it. Who else did that? I think HBO did that for a bit. Like you had to be the higher tier to get the uh, stri- uh, straight Paramount. Stream. Paramount. Yeah, I think HBO yeah. did it too, though. Mm-hmm. Um, when they were doing like during like the main part of the pandemic, yeah, when they said stuff coming out. So, all right. No, that was Disney. Disney did that. They had the thirty dollar. That's what HBO it was. Didn't do that. Yeah, it was, it was Disney. I knew it was one of them. Never paid that crap. <laughs> All right. Originally set for theatrical release on March 31st, 2023, we've learned that today that Paramount has slightly shifted the date for Scream 6. It'll now be arriving March 10th, 2023. Yay. <laughs> I don't get why they don't put it in October. I think it would do a killing. Well, it came out this that, that time of year. Um, last time it still made a bunch of money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's, there's they're, they're separating themselves from the other horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, they would have had to wait until next Halloween, because they're probably still editing it, so. Yeah, it only shot over the summer, time. so. Yeah. Um, well, it must be almost done if they're moving it up friggin' two weeks, or actually yeah. three weeks. Yeah, because I, I, one of the movies I worked on had Jenna Ortega. There's another one with the Miles guy. They were both in Boston, and the, they both finished up and went to, I think, like, Toronto, where they're filming it. But that was in, like, August, so it really wasn't that long ago. It's kind of crazy it's coming out so soon. Um, and we all know how Kyle feels about General Ortega. Um, yeah. Um, so it's been 20 years since the release of 28 Days Later, and, uh, in an interview, Danny Boyle finally revealed that there's likely to be another sequel titled 28 Months Later, of course, after 28 Weeks Later in 2007. Um, so Alex Garland is writing the script, who's great. He's one of my favorites. Um, and the script's pretty much done, and it seems like Killian Murphy's on board to come back as well. So it's um, he wasn't in 28 Weeks Later, so it'll be more of a direct sequel to the original. Um, but that's very exciting, so hopefully... It definitely goes all the way through. Um, Not that direct. It's 28 months in between. <laughs> well, it's also... <laughs> I got you off guard with that one. <laughs> I mean, if you compare the way Cillian Murphy looks in the first one, and it's literally been 20 years, like, it's supposed to only be, like, two years. It looks much better. <laughs> well, yeah, that'll happen. Well, we well actually, if it goes... 28 days from the first one, and then it goes 28 weeks later from the 28 days later. No, I don't think it's from, I think it's just from the, like... I think it's from Zombie Day. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. I had a theory, but that just went out the window. I mean, they could just skip it, wait for another eight years, and do it 28 years later. Yeah. Well, I don't think Danny Boyle did 28 weeks later. I think that might have just been, like, a random sequel they did. So he might finally be like, oh, this is actually like a sequel. That was back in the, uh, hey, let's throw a sequel out on. This uh, made money. Let's see how we can ruin it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I think 28 Weeks Later was like fine, though, but I don't think it's as good as the first one. I haven't seen those in years. But but I did see the Blu-rays when I was going through my collection looking for Orphan, which I later realized I did not own. But now I do. All right, it is now time for happy hour. We'll start off with the hitman's bodyguard. The world's top protection agent is called upon to guard the life of his mortal enemy, one of the world's most notorious hitmen. The relentless bodyguard and manipulative assassin has been on the opposite end of the bullet for years and are thrown together for a wildly outrageous 24 hours. During their journey from England to Hog, they encounter hag. They encounter high-speed chases, outlandish boat escapades, and a merciless Eastern European dictator who was out for blood. Originally released August seventeenth, two thousand seventeen, 
Director Patrick Hughes, screenplay by Tom O'Connor. Why did I give myself names? Because <laughs> it's okay. funny that way. Starring Ryan Reynolds as Michael Bryce, Samuel L. Jackson as Darius Kincaid, Gary Oldman as Volzislav Dukovic, <laughs> Selma Hayek as Sonia Kincaid. And then there was just a bunch of list of names there. All right. Shut up, Justin. All right. Uh, what did you guys think of the setting? Um, I think this movie is fun just because of the cast. But I think some of it is like painfully bland yes. but like it's it just goes to show how great Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson and Sam Hayek are because like I'll watch it for them but some of the other stuff I'm like I couldn't I couldn't give a shit about but they're just <laughs> they have a great dynamic in it so yeah. like this I the setting is just like you can any other action movie it's the same um but yeah yeah, yeah. Just they have plenty plenty of good Good playing off each other. It was, yeah. you know, like you said, it was fun. It was funny throughout. Yeah. Yeah, you could have put it anywhere. But, I mean, you put them in a car, you put them in a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I do like this. The one scene I do like. I do like the, and it's kind of the setting when Ryan Reynolds is, like, sitting at the bar. And they're, everybody's fighting in the background. And he's just, like, depressed at the bar. Mm-hmm. I think it's particularly a good scene. I love the scene when they're driving in the little fucking bug car and he, he's on the phone and he gets shot out the windshield. And then later oh, on yeah. in the movie, he's like, you know, I, I told her everything when you left the car. He was like, I didn't leave the car. I was thrown out of it. But, but yeah, definitely the, this, uh, I had never seen it before, but I was surprised when it was like overseas, but most of those movies were set around that time. But, uh, but yeah, so what did you think of the cinematography? I think it, this is actually, I fucking hate the cinematography in this movie. Usually it can be whatever for me, but it, oh, it just drives me crazy. The second one I thought had much better cinematography, but this is just so bland and like everything looks so like, like kind of washed out and gross. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, it, it looks so, like, fake throughout, kind of. Yeah. Justin, any thoughts? I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Not something I'm paying attention to too much. <laughs> how, about, how about the special effects? I think it's, um, it's kind of, like, a bit gorier than I expected. Like, there's a lot yes. more blood than other action movies, but I guess that's probably just because it's R. Um. I believe there's more blood in this than there was in the original Texas Chainsaw that we discussed last week. Probably. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And I mean... That's not, that's not really comparing it to anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, there's still a guy wearing a leather skin mask in that one. Yeah. <laughs> Does that have to be blood? I mean, yeah, but. they blew up a couple of cars with rockets and stuff, which they don't do in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> but, I mean, apples and oranges. I know, but when a movie's called Massacre Ends with Massacre, you would think that there would be a lot of blood, but there wasn't that much blood. Don't tell me you guys don't like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Did you not listen to last week's episode? No. No, I like it. It did not deserve to be the top scariest moment. We went over this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can discuss that after, but how about the um We might want to edit this list. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there was any horror in this movie. I just go off the. I, I just pick topics that I, I feel. Just kidding, it's funny. What, way to break the fourth wall, Justin. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. All right, how about the uh, script and dialogue? It's definitely that modern, like, got to get the jokes in quick. But and it's yeah, it was rather rapid fire. Yeah, but I mean, that's you're gonna watch. Um, oh, sorry, my dogs. Almost knocked over. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to watch this movie, you're going to watch it for Ryan Reynolds and 
Sam Jackson. And you're yeah, going to watch I it mean, because you want them to be Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson. Yeah, you want Ryan Reynolds to be quick quick and witty. and you know yeah. He's going to lay yes. in the jokes that are going to make you kind of think a little bit. And you want Samuel L. Jackson to drop as many fuck bombs as he can. Yeah, yeah. You want him yes. to call people motherfuckers and, you know, yell. And, I mean, for that, spot on. It's entertaining. I will say, like, those two together, you, you would never, like, be your first choice. But they did have that kind of chemistry bouncing off of each other at times. Yeah. I will give them that. Um, All right. How about, how about the directing and acting? Again, it was Samuel L. Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yes. Being themselves. Um, I, I do like though. I like how kind of the theme of it is that Ryan Reynolds in both of the movies, especially the second one is just, this character is just kind of like depressed and sad. Yeah, and then he's just like being forced to do all this stuff. I think that's really funny, and that's not always Ryan Reynolds. So that's a new kind of like yeah. to it. I, I mean, I mean, Selma Hayek and Samuel Jackson had great chemistry too. Oh yeah, they, yes. they were great together. Perfect, perfect. And then you know, Selma just kind of stoking the fire with yeah, what a typical there, woman so, does. So you know, but yeah. Um, how about the length of the movie? I, I felt it was a little too long. It's because you didn't like it. <laughs> yes. Wait, so why 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 didn't you like it? Let's see. I don't know. I couldn't get into it. Like, oh, like kind of get that. There are I movies like, that I just yeah. yeah. I love a good action movie. I loved um Joe Lynch's movie May um uh, not Mayhem, um Point Blank. That's an action movie. I like that. I like some action movies, but this one I just could not get into it, and I was dreading while watching it. And I was like, "How much fucking longer is this movie?" So weird. I can't. I can't imagine that for a Samuel L. Jackson movie. I know, and I like Samuel L. Jackson. I can sit there and watch the friggin' movie that I talked about uh, earlier, and he's not even in it like the whole time, and he's not that. An hour and 58 minutes was the runtime. That is almost two hours of my life that I will not get back now. I loved Ryan Reynolds in R.I.P.D. Same concept, but just could not get into this one. And it was even worse with the second one. Actually, just that made me think of a movie I watched last week that I didn't talk about, which I watched Bullet Train. Oh, okay. With Brad Pitt. Uh, this just made me think of that. Because that, yeah, that was a like good, good. No, that was a great movie. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that was a wonderful I, movie. I loved Bullet Train. I thought you were about to. Okay. That was great. All the action and the blood, and it just all of a sudden made me think of it. Yeah. yeah. Mostly because of Reynolds' cameo in it. <laughs> Thanks for spoiling it, asshole. I haven't watched it yet. It's so <laughs> worth it. <laughs> yeah. You don't but know what his cameo is. Yeah, you'll never. It's oh, it's amazing. But yeah, two hours for an action movie isn't that a little long in your opinion? No, I think that's like super standard. Yeah, I think that's right in line. Yeah, I mean, I, like every action movie is probably like hour forty five to two hours. Yeah, just go down yeah. the list. So I just googled the the runtime for Hit, Hitman Bodyguard. That's an hour and fifty eight minutes. Hitman's wife Bodyguard was an hour forty. The movie Hitman was an hour 34. The movie The Protégé was an hour 49. So, yeah, I guess that... Hitman cycle. <laughs> <laughs> so didn't The Hitman's Bodyguard, in my opinion. No, didn't. Okay. Would you guys recommend The Hitman's Bodyguard? 100%. Yes. But I, I would recommend the sequel more. I think it's much better. Yeah, but you got to watch the first one to get the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I would recommend it, but only if you like that kind of shit. And you have an hour or two hours of your life you want to give up for free. <laughs> Isn't that every movie? No, the there are some fucking movies that I like. All right. How many mugs, Kyle? Um, Three. Justin? Four. Mm-hmm. I like the movie. What do you want from me? 
I give it a three, but it's not my type of movie. So, well, movie, it is your type of movie, but you specifically don't like this movie. Yes, <laughs> it has you know, every fucking element that he wants <laughs> in a movie, with the exception of a bare nipple. Wow, and he doesn't like there. it. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know what? If I would have rather one bare nipple. Would you love it? No. I would have rather sat through fucking Donkey Punch or Rubber to fucking watch than watch that again, okay? Alright, well, looks like we know we're covering next week. Donkey Punch and fucking Rubber. <laughs> Alright. So, <laughs> says the guy that picked, picked fucking China Salesman. Anyways. <laughs> hey, I only heard of it. Yes. Yeah, and you ruined our fucking Father's Day by making us watch it. I didn't make anything. Yeah. Well, that that's what brought you into this, so congratulations. That's your ticket in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So following the Hitman's bodyguard, now you have the Hitman's wife bodyguard. The world's most lethal odd couple. Bodyguard Michael Bryce and Hitman Darius Kincaid are back for another life-threatening mission. Still unlicensed and under scrutiny, Bryce is forced into action by Darius's even more volatile wife. Soon all all three are in over their heads when a madman's sinister plot threatens to leave Europe in total chaos. It was released June 16, 2021, directed by Patrick Hughes. Uh, Again, we have Ryan Reynolds as Michael Bryce. Samuel Jackson as Darius Kincaid, Sama Hayek as Sonia Kincaid, Frank Grillo as Bobby O'Neill, Antonio Banderas playing a Greek man, Aristotle Papadopoulos, and then Morgan Freeman as Michael Bryce Sr. <sighs> All right. What do we think of this? Right, right, He's supposed to Antonio Banderas. I did laugh when boots and boots when, when uh, he was started talking about how Greek was the should be the center of and it's just Antonio Ben I thought that was like, amazing. But, um, all right. So how about the setting for this movie? It was I, I same. Yeah. I do like I like the joke though where Ryan Reynolds didn't want to go to Italy the whole time. Yeah, and then he's like, "I'm looking for a sign, but not that one." That was funny. Yeah, I like when he's sitting there drinking his little fruity drink, and all of a sudden, Selma Hayek comes up and fucking chaos yeah. follows. Yeah. So, Justin, your thoughts on the setting? It proved our point of the first one. It put them anywhere. And... Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't really tell you what the setting was besides Greece. Or, did they even go to Greece? I just knew that was an important part. In Europe, whatever. They were on a boat. It's kind of like green eggs and ham. You know, on a boat, on a beach, in a pool, whatever. I like that they just kept trying to ditch Ryan so they could get off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I think, I feel like this one, like the first one felt more like straight action movie, where this one felt almost like a parody to a degree. Because it felt like, more more buddy on the buddy cop side. Yeah, you know? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It, it and, leaned a little bit more into it because they had more of a relationship. Yep, yep. And Salma Hayek was just great too. Like the, just the dynamic between the three of them was great. And I, I mean, we don't have to spoil the ending, but the ending I think was <laughs> amazing. Is, are we talking like the the ending ending when the last frame is? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. I was taken out of this movie very early when I saw Frank Grillo. I cannot fucking stand Frank Grillo. You just said you just said you like point blank. And I cannot stand fucking Frank Grillo in that either. But I thought he did all right for a bot trying to play a Boston. Yeah. Yeah. But there's just something about his pompous attitude that I do not like. So but anyway, that's why they hire him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a good fucking actor, and actually I've heard that he's a bigger dick off camera, but whatever. 
He looks oh. like he could be. Yeah. <laughs> like All right, so Kyle, you enjoyed the cinematography in this movie better than the original. Yeah, like, I, I'm not going to say this is anything special, but I was, I remember when this movie first came out, I was worried about watching it because I rewatched the first one. And, like, I'd seen it a bunch of times. It was the first time cinematography was, like, I was just, like, ew. So I was worried this one would be like that. But this one, you know, it's just standard action stuff. But it doesn't look yeah. bad. I think, like, the editing and stuff is good. Like, the, there's a lot of good jokes. Like, I think when um they're in the car and Sam Jackson's, like, he says some, oh, what was the joke? Um, says something about Ryan Reynolds driving. He's like, well, it's the first time you complimented me. And it cuts. And then they're crashed, and Ryan Reynolds is, like, slumped over, <laughs> passed out on the driver wheel. Like, there's a lot of stuff like that where I thought it was, yeah. was uh, funny editing and stuff. Oh, when he shoots the airbag? Was that in the second one or the first one? I think that might be the first one. Oh. And then Ryan Reynolds is like, I had a pen knife. Oh, yeah, yeah. <sighs> there's a lot more of Ryan Reynolds flying out windshields in this one, too. Yes. The poor guy can't catch a break. <laughs> So how about the special effects? I mean, again, standard action film. Yeah. You got your explosions. You got your gunfights. You got your blood. Stabbings. I mean, some of the kills were pretty good in this one. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like when the guy's got the, the gun that's, like, bent and over the couch, and Ryan Reynolds is like, oh, I can... Okay, off the ass. And he shoots the ass and ricochets it off to his head. That was a good kill. Mm-hmm. So, how about the script in this one? Um, Yeah, I feel like it was more like trying to parody action films to a degree. Yeah. Um, and like, I, you know, anytime it was Salma Hayek, Samuel Jackson, Ryan Reynolds just screaming at each other. It's just great stuff. Yeah, I think it's definitely really funny. Yeah. Throughout, top to bottom, Antonio Banderas is great. <laughs> yeah. Morgan Freeman was great. That mm-hmm. that twist was awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> the scene when he's like, oh, you know, this boat is set to detonate if the virus isn't uploaded. So you can either save a Europe or you can save yourself. And Ryan Reynolds is like, mm. and then it cuts to him running. Let's go run. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but a, a lot of action. The boat blowing up was cool, even though it looked digital. Um, and then that, that last scene, I think that kind of like, you know, summed it up. Uh, well, we've already kind of discussed the length of this movie, an hour and 40 minutes, which was an hour and 20 minutes too long, in my opinion. <laughs> hey, everybody's entitled to their own opinions. I don't <laughs> like everything. Still, it doesn't make, no, again, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I don't know. If I, if I can't sit there and, like, look at my clock on my phone and be like, Oh, wow, it's been fucking two hours already. That was a good movie. If I'm sitting there going, holy shit, it's only been ten minutes. Oh. Well, to be fair, that might not be the movie. That just might be the mood you were in when you were watching. That's also true. Uh, but maybe I'll revisit it when I'm not in pain and tired. Because, I mean, if you threw this fucking cast into a fucking random generator, that movie is going to make money every fucking time. Yeah, you know and I mean? I'm all- it's hey. practically the perfect movie. You just need a script for it. and then. Hey, good for them. It, it appeals to people. It appeals to you two bozos, but it doesn't appeal to me. You're... What? Say it. Go ahead. What are you going to say, You're like God? the target demographic for this movie. <laughs> hey, you know what? Maybe if Salma Hayek showed her a little nipple. Maybe... See? Yeah, I wasn't maybe it would, maybe it would have been a little bit. Maybe I would have paid attention a little more. But I don't even I'm think that would wrong. help it. I'm never wrong. I mean, shit. I just sat through fucking the Weird Al story. I was all into that. 
And I was exhausted. You not be. But this, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get into it. I would have rather have watched the Ghostbusters answer the call. All right. That hurts. That hurts my soul. Wait, have you seen that movie? What, Ghostbusters answer the call? Yeah. Hell yeah, I have. It sucks. But you know what? I'd <laughs> rather watch it than this. That hurts my soul. I don't know you anymore. Hey, Hey, I bought the fucking movies. All right? They're in my collection. Will I ever pull them out again? No. Maybe someday I should sit down and watch the special features, and it might change my opinion on it. When the hitman's bodyguard's wife's son comes out. (laughs) Well, why don't you just go ahead and say the little blurb at the end there, Kyle? Um. Because we know John's feelings on it. (laughs) In June 2021, Patrick Hughes stated that a third film is in development with the basic plot, including an additional main cast member. Uh, It's already mapped out by July, and, you know, the ending leaves opportunity for some more fun. Um, The ending of the film lends itself to more suffering for Michael Bryce, specifically, is what Hughes said. Um, And he loves watching Ryan suffer. So hopefully he does more. Fucking shoot me now. Don't worry, we'll cover it when it comes out. I oh, can't yeah. think of anybody that could make these fucking movies better. Anybody. You don't need anybody, they're great. All right, so what was y'all's rating for this one? Four. 3.79. Point seven nine. I give it a fucking two. Fuck this oh. movie. Now you're just being butthurt. <laughs> yeah, wait till next week when you guys got to watch Taking Chance and you start crying. It's emotional. Just don't, don't get mad at me when I give it a low rating. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, you give that movie a low rating, I'm coming to Washington kicking your ass. Wow, this got hostile quickly tonight. <laughs> I don't, I don't think we've ever been in this much disagreement about something. But yeah, I don't know how you cannot like that those movies. They just don't get it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, I'd say I'd add it to the list to watch it again after Prey, but I've already watched Prey, and I'm not watching that again, so. Go ahead, Kyle. What were you going to say? I feel like this movie's literally, like, it's just like sugar, where it's like not the best for you, but you know, you're gonna want it. If that analogy uh, makes any sense. Maybe if like I get just, some, it has you know. Yeah. If I get some free time, I will rewatch them and report back, and give my opinion if yeah. my opinions change. But if it doesn't, don't be surprised. Well, yeah, we should so- do a whole another episode on these movies. I think. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's gonna be a quick fucking housekeeping blurb. Yeah, so I watched the uh, Hitman's Bodyguard and Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife again, and, yeah, they still suck. All right, so before we close the bar, I want to have a little discussion. Me and Justin kind of discussed it last week, but we want Kyle's take, being as he's the youngest of the group. How did you feel about the the final ten from the Shudder's 101 Scariest Moments in Movie? So... I, I just feel like the whole series is weird because it's movie moments, but like the way they ranked them is just so weird to me. Like, I don't even remember the scene they said in Texas. Was it just the ending? Was that the? No, it was when he gets knocked. When he oh, like when counters yeah, the face. yeah, okay. He gets hit with a hammer. Like, I feel like definitely in the seventies that would have been. Which, but there's so many movies you can measure. I think the thing should have been first because I think that movie's terrifying. Um, that, I, like, the thing in Texas Chainsaw are two of my favorites, so I'm glad they were, like, up there, but I just feel like ranking the m- moments was kind of weird. I I don't think it should have been ranked, it should have just been, like, 101 most iconic yeah. movie scary moments. Plus, didn't um, they have a TV show on there, too? The, um... Hill House, uh, The Haunting of Hill House, isn't that? Yeah, yeah there's, there's a couple of TV shows on there. 
And then uh, they were saying moments, and they discussed the fucking whole movie in the fucking five minutes that they had yeah. for each movie. Like, I really yeah, enjoyed I it, but... Like I, I said, the, the whole Texas Chainsaw Massacre one didn't turn into, oh, this is the scariest. That, the whole thing was, this is the best horror movie. Yeah. It wasn't, this was the scariest moments. This was, it wasn't, you know, this scene is so scary. It, it wasn't that. It was, this was the greatest horror movie. Changes genre, da 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 da. Yeah. Which it did. I have no problem with that, but it wasn't the scariest. Yeah. Not by far. I was glad <laughs> the lawnmower scene is in there. Yes. Um, because I think that is generally like one of the scariest to me, but I mean, as like I, I don't really get scared by it anymore, so I don't even know how I'd rank them. But um, I don't know. I was glad it was a thing in Texas Chainsaw because I love them. But really, it's it's so arbitrary ranking that stuff. Um, they should have just got, did it kind of differently, just as an excuse to talk about it yeah. instead of being rankings. But um, yeah, you know, instead of scary s scary. Yeah, 101 scary moments. Yep, yep. Boom. Then it's not a rank anymore. Yeah. You just have 101, and this just happened to be the last, the one we saved for last. Yeah, and now it, you know, it makes sense because those are two of the movies like everybody's seen knows. Yeah. Um. Also, like sidebar, but the remake was great. I watched the Texas Chainsaw remake for the first is, time. Is that the one with um, Jessica Biel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I thought it was yeah. really good. Um, yeah, it was. That was a lot more gruesomer than the original was. But even mm-hmm. that one's not that gruesome. It really isn't. No, but like the scene with the fucking the hitchhiker when it's the female and she pulls the gun from her crotch. Yeah. yeah. And it fucking caps herself in the fucking And the camera bottle. goes through it, yeah. Yeah. That That's pretty brutal. But even like, like there's one scene, I don't know if I just watched the like theatrical version, but like he goes the chainsaw. It's kind of like in Terrifier, the original, but... um. He goes to chainsaw them, but it cuts. Like, you don't see anything. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of moments like that. Because um, I thought it was going to be super, like, grindhousey, brutal gore. But it was just kind of standard of that time gore. But, I don't know, it was really good. And it's, like, different enough from the original. It does its own thing. But, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, you go back to, like, you know, the um, like the type of horror that it is. Like, you know, slasher slasher porn, shit like that. Like, now they're saying, like, Terrifier 2 just started a new genre of horror, Mega Slasher, because of all the fucking blood and shit that was in that one. But, you know, like, I definitely agree it should not have been. If we were talking scary moments, we're talking fucking Exorcist, we're talking Sinister, shit like that. But Texas Chainsaw, it just I didn't agree with that being number one at all. Yeah. And you want to talk about movies I like and don't like. I do not like science fiction movies like Alien and Predators and shit like that. But I actually enjoyed the thing. I had never been years since I'd seen it. But I actually enjoyed it. Like, Yeah. I think that movie, too, is like... I remember the first time I watched that, I was like, this is... It's when you think about, like, being in situations, like, yeah. the worst possible, it's like, that is one of the worst. You're like, I'm fucked. Like, there's no chance. That's precisely my point last week. Yeah. Yes. That, you know, you you are in the middle of literal nowhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Texas Chainsaw is the same. You're in the middle of nowhere, Texas. But it's the middle of nowhere, Texas, over the middle of literal nowhere. There is yeah. nobody who's coming to save you. And you have this thing that can turn from one to four. Yeah, in front of your eyes, can mimic everything that you know. And you know damn well in Texas there's a barbecue shop within at least ten miles. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, the uh, I just I watched Thirty Days a Night. And I feel like that's also I don't even I think it was it was definitely up there. Like I think it was in the top yeah, twenty. Um, but that's another movie where it's like <laughs> you're fucked being in Alaska <laughs> just all night. Like these ferocious vampires, like no way, no. No, it's it's not all night. It's twenty four hours. No, I know, that, no, thirty yeah, thirty, 30 days a night. Uh, yeah. Like there's just no chance. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. it goes to show because I think the scene they showed was when they literally kill ninety five percent of the town in one scene, yeah. and then it's just the rest of them kind of surviving. But yeah, 
But yeah, so we just wanted to get your thoughts on that because you know we certainly didn't agree with it, but we enjoyed talking about those movies. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, I think uh, I think the bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. Yep, you can also visit our website at, at, oh, missing a whole section here. I was trying to remember what was on that section, but. I knew I was supposed to read it, but I was like, it's not there. It's not there. Well, you know, you can follow us, visit the website, moviebarpod.com, go to bonfire.com forward slash the movie bar. To get t-shirts. And go ahead, Kyle. You can read the last thing. <laughs> um, join Whatnot using our link. Just read from whatnot.com. <laughs> whatnot.com forward slash invite forward slash the movie bar and get a $15 credit. And then thank you for listening. And please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or via email at the movie bar pod. Sorry. <laughs> at the movie bar at outlook.com. Please like, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Bye. And thank you. Happy Veterans Day to all our veterans out there. Uh, we couldn't be doing this without what you guys do for a living. So happy Veterans Day. Goodbye.